1: We are set to roll in tower number three on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes, is our executive producer. A lot of conversation today ranging from Mike Knubel in studio talking about the wings. My huge opinion on Michigan basketball. Number 20 in America hammered pit last night with a huge second half, 91-60. I love Juwan Sunjet. Jet. He's an NBA player. Bufkin had a big night. The kid out of Grand Rapids, Christian Dickinson, solid across the board, 11-7-5. Five assists for the big man. Him and Sissoko right now, the way they're playing, you get a big guy who can kick it back out, or if teams want to collapse double team, he finds somebody so big. They look awesome. They got Arizona State... Uh, Back east. Yeah, nice start to college basketball. I watched Texas just hammer Gonzaga like their worst loss ever. Just destroyed them. Texas now, I would think, the number one team in the country, even ahead of North Carolina. Michigan football against Illinois, I don't think it's a trap game. I think it will be physical. I don't think they're going to win that game 40 to nothing, but I see the Wolverines somewhere in that 28 to 10 window as a look ahead to Ohio State and Columbus a week from Saturday and don't forget about my huge watch party at Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown GR a week from Saturday. Make sure you call ahead reserve a table all the TVs at all brands locations will have the Wolverines at the Mighty Buckeyes a week from Saturday in the huge show And our flagship station, 96-1, the game in Grand Rapids. We will be at Johnny Brands on Leonard for Michigan at Ohio State a week from Saturday. World Cup is set to begin. The U.S. will play on Monday against Wales. Wales, I love to watch the Wales. Have you ever watched the Wales? They're their little spout. John Conlon, one of the great high school soccer coaches in America and one of our... Huge show soccer insiders who'll break down the Americans, their group play, and can they get to the knockout round? We'll talk to Johnny C in a moment. Our Bud Light Huge question of the day is connected to the World Cup. Will you be watching the World Cup? And as usual, there's no middle ground with soccer. There is the diehard fans. And then there's people that go, I'm not watching World Cup, I watch NASCAR Cup racing. They don't go three wide in soccer. Yeah, things get a little messy at Daytona, but I'm not watching messy. You can answer the Bud Light Huge question of the day 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, an opt-in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social network interactions, by the way, presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They have a ton of talent from Baylor, Kentucky, Stanford, Duke, and more. They play their home games at Van Andel Arena in Downtown GR every Tuesday home game. Buy one ticket, get one free every Thursday home game, two dollar beers and two dollar dogs and every Sunday home game. Family four pack of tickets and a twenty dollar concession voucher for just fifty bucks. That's four tickets and a twenty dollar concession voucher for just fifty bucks for Sunday home games. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and the Van Andel Arena box office in your usual. Ticketmaster outlets. It was cool having Knubel in studio talking hockey. I forgot all the great ones he's played with, including the great one Gretzky, Ovechkin, Joe Thornton, Stevie Y in Detroit played for Red, Coach Baum at East Kentwood, Falcon Hockey. Speaking of East Kentwood, John Conlin, one of the great high school soccer coaches, spent a long time as head coach at East Kentwood, still teaches in the district now. Uh, coaches the girls over at Byron Center High School south of Grand Rapids. He's one of our soccer insiders set to talk about the World Cup. Man, this because of football season, John, uh, the World Cup came at us really fast.
2: Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's uh, this is the most unique World Cup, obviously, in my lifetime. It's uh, in November in Qatar. It's um, in the middle point of a lot of the professional seasons. So a lot of the leagues are taking a break and it's also, you know, matched up against hockey, NFL football, uh, you know, NBA basketball, college basketball. So it, it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre.
1: Oh, let's, let's begin with the Americans. Uh, where are they better than they were at the last world cup and your thoughts on this team? And will they get out of uh group play and get to that knockout round?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, you hit it right on the head when it comes to American fans, like there's, two types of people. I think there are those that care about soccer and those that have no interest in soccer. And and maybe there's a group kind of in between, but this is probably the first time in my lifetime where there's really some expectations for the U S like, I think we're legitimately a top 20 team in the world right now. Uh, So, you know, making it out of the group play is extremely important. It's the first time there's really probably a ton of pressure on the U S to get out of group play. Uh, I think everybody in the world wants to see the U S fail which that's fine. We'll embrace it because sooner or later, you know, in the next hundred years, uh, we'll be at the top. It's just a matter of time. Um, I still think, I think I told you back in 2010, we're 40 years away. And so I'll stick with that and say we're 28 years away from winning it. But I think we legitimately have a team that can compete with some of the top teams in the world. So I, I'm really excited. We're young, uh, probably too stupid to make it past our you know, the quarterfinals, um, a semifinal is not realistic, but, you know, getting to the quarters, I think, is, is a potential. Uh, you know, I think it's it's potentially there for the U.S.
1: And it begins with Wales in their group, and obviously England's one of the favorites maybe to win the World Cup at the end of December. So it's important to take care of business against Wales and Iran, and they'll move on. They'll be one of the top two. They do play England the Friday a week from tomorrow. Uh, the Friday before Ohio State-Michigan. So when you look at this group, Wales, uh, Iran, and England, uh, how do they match up against the U.S. team?
2: Well, the first game's huge. Um, I mean, uh, England's the favorite to win the group and definitely one of the top seven teams in the world. So I, I think realistically we're fighting for second in the group, and obviously the top two in each group get out. Uh, And Wales is probably the team we're battling with. So we have to get at least a tie in this game. If we lose this game, it's an uphill battle to get out of the group. I mean, I think Wales then would be sitting in the driver's seat to come in second. So the first game is everything. And, you know, it's it's a really interesting situation because players are in top form right now. They're in mid-season form, which is not how the World Cup usually is. Uh, but they've only had, like, a three-week camp leading up to the World, world Cup, where typically it was six to seven weeks. So it's a, it's a completely different scenario. Um, I don't think Wales is a great team by any means, but they have Gareth Bale, who's one of the most explosive players still in the world, and they have James on the wing, who played for Manchester United, who's completely electric and, and probably better uh, 1v1 than anyone we have. So they have some play. They have some players that can change a game, but you know, top to bottom, we're definitely the better team. Uh, so that first game's everything, and then the, the big England matchup. You know, 2010, I was at Uccello's uh, for the England US game, and that's probably the best atmosphere I've ever seen for a US game. Uh, US lost, but it it was uh, it was electric. I mean, you had, half the bar was English fans, the other half was US fans, and lot of fun and you know that's 12 years ago hopefully it's even bigger now
1: John Conlin, he is one of our soccer insiders joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the huge show across Michigan talking about the World Cup uh, that begins next week in Qatar so take care of business against Wales get at least a tie with Iran and barring a incredible upset of England probably enough for the US to advance correct
2: yeah most likely, and they most likely would match up against the Netherlands is what I'm thinking um well, you know that's a tough out I mean that's it, it, Netherlands is a world power, but the Netherlands is not a top five team in the world like they used to be, so I mean we have a puncher's chance in that in that one, and then you know quarterfinals quarter finals after that so i What I love about this U.S. team is it's kind of a mix of youth and and some players that um, have some overseas experience. We have a great midfield, one of the better midfields in the world, I think, but it's not deep, so if we get an injury or two, we could be in trouble. Uh, And we have an interesting goalkeeper situation uh, because Zach Steffen, who had been pretty much our starter in the lead-up to the World Cup, did not make the squad, so... Uh, we got a, you know three goalkeepers that have no World Cup experience, and um, you know they're forced to now take the reins, and that's a, obviously an important position. But I, I love this team. I think it's the most talented team we've had since 2010. Uh, and honestly, whatever happens in this World Cup, our World Cup that we're aiming at is 2026 as a country because that's when these guys uh, will be in the 27, 28, 29, 30 age group where that's kind of the prime of a soccer player's career.
1: One of our soccer insiders, John Conlon, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line talking about uh, the World Cup. Uh, For the casual sports fan who will tune in as they'll root for their country, which a lot of people do at any time, any sport, uh, there's not a lot of name power on this U.S. team outside of Polocik.
2: You know, for the soccer fans, there is, but you're right. In terms of those who are casual observers, you know, Police six, obviously, the player that everybody knows. Uh, but you have, you know, Reyna, who is, uh, you know, 20 years old. His, I actually played against his dad, Claudio Reyna, who played in the 94 World Cup. You have uh, Weah, whose dad uh, played in the 94 World Cup for Nigeria. Uh, you have um, Weston McKinney, who is fantastic international player. So I think, you know, that you're right. It's not a lot of name power going in, but I think after this World Cup, the Weston McKinney's, the Weyas, the uh, Adams, players like that, they will be who the young kids are wanting to be like because they're great young players and they're great international players. They just haven't had the name recognition yet that has had.
1: So your prediction is they'll get out of their group and lose to the Netherlands?
2: Ah, you know, it's it's a tough call. I mean, I, I think they get out of the group. I think they come in second. I think they would give the Netherlands a great game. I really do. I think our biggest issue with this U.S. team is goal scoring. We don't have a true, like, uh, number nine or center forward that can score goals. We don't have a dominant one. You know, we're going to be able to keep the ball and defend. It's just whether or not we can find ways to score against those great international teams. And, you know, and unfortunately – that's what kind of stinks for the U.S. because the casual observer wants to see goals, and I'm not sure we're going to score a lot of goals. I think, you know, we're going to come out with some one nothing games, probably against Wales, you know, maybe 2 nothing against, um, you know, Iran. But, you know, with England, maybe a 1-1 potential draw or a 2-1 loss. I don't think we're going to score a lot of goals. So those who are tuning in to see the U.S. score 5-6 goals, that's just not going to happen.
1: Uh, looking at the other groups, uh, I love soccer, and I don't know with everybody being politically correct if they promote their <laughs> group of death anymore, as there was always that saying uh, before every World Cup. Uh, but I am uh, looking at some of the groups, and I, I see Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. That's pretty that's solid groupie. Group
2: that's, gr- that's the group of death. I mean, to me, that you have two world powers in Spain and Germany, Both have won World Cups recently. Uh, Neither one's a favorite for this World Cup, but they're still loaded with stars. But then you have Japan, which has kind of played spoiler the last 10 years in in different tournaments. Uh, And Costa Rica, which had a great tournament in 2014 uh, and is a CONCACAF power. That one, I I just have a feeling either Spain or Germany is going to get shocked and potentially go home early. Uh, and, that, and that's what happened to Germany last World Cup, and you know, that's, that would be a shock. But that, it, that's the group of death to me.
1: Uh, group C is interesting. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Argentina, Mexico, uh, solid world uh, class-level uh, squads, and then Poland, uh, some solid soccer there as well. That, group C is interesting on what two will emerge.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a no-brainer at the at the top for me. But then that second place between Costa Rica and Mexico—I mean, excuse me—between Mexico and Poland, that's that's a tight matchup. Poland has uh, Lewandowski, who's maybe the best goal scorer in the world right now. Mexico uh, is extremely dynamic and electric. They don't always defend very well. So, if you're looking for a shootout, that Poland-Mexico game could be the shootout. Saudi Arabia has no chance. They, uh, they, they'll, they'll land and be sent home in two weeks. So, um, yeah, that, that group's a good group. I, I don't think any of those teams advance overly far, though. I think Mexico and Poland would both lose in the next round. So, um, you know, it's not as top-heavy as the Spain-German group.
1: John Conlin, our soccer insider, one of the best high school soccer coaches in America, great technical trainer when it comes uh, to the sport joining us on the Meyer guest sign, and he'll join us throughout the World Cup. Uh, I was looking at other interesting scenarios here and wondering about uh, Canada, Belgium, Morocco, Croatia. Again, that's uh, an interesting, where you're looking for three teams and who gets left out, France, Australia, Denmark, France, obviously, a World Cup title contender, Uh, Portugal, Uruguay, and Group H, I think, would advance with Korea. And Ghana is there is there a team, John, that people listening, soccer fans and sports fans listening right now, that would be deemed a sleeper team as the World Cup begins?
2: Yeah, there's quite a few. And actually, before we get into that, we got to talk about uh, the three arguably biggest names in the World Cup, which are Lionel Messi, Argentina, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Portugal, and Neymar for Brazil and none of them have won a World Cup. So you have you know, arguably three of the top ten players of all time in this World Cup. It's definitely the last World Cup for Ronaldo and Messi. Argentina is a favorite, so I think a lot of people are going to tune in to see them potentially win the whole thing. I think Portugal is a dark horse, and it's hard to say Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo is a dark horse, uh, but they are loaded. Nobody's talking about them. No one's putting him in the top five teams. Ronaldo has been in very poor form for Manchester United. Uh, And I think if there's a team, maybe not win it, but that could shock everybody and and make it to a World Cup final. Because I actually think that side of the bracket is weaker. Uh, I think Portugal could be that team. Um, Belgium is another one that people love to talk about, but they have some key injuries right now, and and they're kind of at the end of their golden generation. And then Denmark had a great Euro run, upsetting France in the Euros. And I think a, a lot of people are putting Denmark as a potential semifinalist. I actually see Denmark uh, probably going out in the quarterfinals, but they are very, very good. And they're, they're full of great international players. Um, what's interesting about this World Cup is Europe has kind of dominated the last four World Cups, but I really think the two frontrunners to win it are Argentina and Brazil. And I'd be shocked if one of those two didn't win it this year. I, I think they are arguably the two best teams in the world. Uh, they've got maybe two of the top five players currently in the world, Messi and Neymar. They're loaded with attacking talent. They're going to score a lot of goals. And for the first time in a long time, I actually think Argentina and Brazil have bought into kind of gritty defending. Both teams have been known for their attacking prowess and I think that's why they haven't been successful the last four World Cups. Is In the modern game, teams kind of sit in a shell and then counterattack and Brazil and Argentina would expose themselves. And that's how they got beat by these really organized European teams. So I I have my money on Brazil winning it. I think Argentina is definitely a potential semifinalist, maybe in the final if they beat Brazil. Um, But if you're talking dark horse, I'm going to go with Portugal. And I know that a lot of people think that Portugal is going to go out, maybe even in the group stage, but I I just – it's like Michael Jordan at the end of his career. I just want to believe that Cristiano Ronaldo has one more in him, and, and hopefully this is like 97 Michael Jordan against the Jazz.
1: Yeah, one note about Ronaldo. Uh, the fit never looked right from day one with Manchester United. What went wrong there?
2: Ah, there's so much. I mean, you know, he's at the point in his career where he doesn't defend a whole lot. He's kind of a goal scorer. Um, you know, a new coach comes in, and they obviously had a personality conflict. He's sitting on a huge contract. And I think, uh, to be honest, I mean, I'm not in the training camp. I don't see Ronaldo training every day. Um, I don't think he was overly effective when he got into the games. But I also think there was just a personality conflict between management and and Ronaldo. And it was just one of those things where it wasn't a great fit at, his, at that time in his career. And unfortunately, you hate to see a guy who's a Manchester United stable who, who came up and through Manchester United. Kind of go out like that, but you know that's professional athletics. There's there's zero loyalty. It's all about winning. Um, so you know that's what it is. But I I, I truly believe I think Ronaldo's going to have a huge tournament. He's just that guy. He's that guy who finds. He's never been on a great international team, but he always finds ways to stand out in the big moment. And I think Messi will too. So, those of you who are not soccer fans, turn in, you know, make sure you tune in for the uh, Portugal games, the Argentina games, the Brazil games, because those are going to be exciting, attacking oriented games where you're going to see some big name players.
1: Speaking of big name players, uh, away from the World Cup, we'll get back to the World Cup in a few minutes. Uh, But you have always stated for the last couple of years that you thought Messi and Ronaldo would finish their pro soccer careers in the MLS here in America.
2: I do. I still think that's going to happen. I think there's a really good chance that after this World Cup, we and people have talked more about Messi and, you know, his possibility of purchasing uh, one of the uh, full, being the full owner of one of the uh, MLS teams. And I think, you know, that's obviously a possibility, but he's still arguably one of the top three players in the world. I don't see him coming to the MLS when he's still in that capacity uh, Ronaldo, though, on the downswing, like, I mean, the guy's super good looking. He's, he's a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. Uh, you know, where, where else would you want to finish your career except for in the U.S., where there's great media? Uh, there's a lot of casual observers who know who he is. He'd uh, get a huge contract and, and probably be on every single billboard for the MLS. So I think Ronaldo comes in the next year. I believe that. And then I think Messi probably in the next two to three years, and I think that's exactly what the MLS needs. They need that name recognition, kind of like they had with David Beckham back uh, you know, ten years ago when he came to the LA
1: Galaxy. By the way, an update on Messi's Instagram account, three hundred and seventy three million followers.
2: I, that's like six short of years. That's amazing. That's pretty good.
1: It's more than everybody in America. 373 million. He could just send out a post of him and his kids swimming in their pool, and he'll make probably, you know, a million bucks off the post. 373 million. And that's before uh, the World Cup begins. 373 million followers. I think
2: when it's all said and done, he's going to be considered the best player ever. Uh, And I think he is by a lot of people already. And to, to put that, you know, World Cup championship. Um, in there, which is really a potential in this one. I think that would be the thing that puts him over the edge where they stop the discussion between him and Ronaldo. They stop the discussion between him and Pele and Zidane and some of the great ones in Diego Maradona. Like, I just think this is going to be the Ronaldo Messi, potentially Neymar World Cup. And I think uh, people are going to fall in love with Messi who are casual observers because he's fun to watch and he's still in top form for sure.
1: Uh, by the way, an update on Cristiano Ronaldo's Instagram account, four hundred and ninety seven million followers.
2: And four hundred and ninety six of those are women. I don't know if you know that, but mm. he is oh he is he's a good looking dude. Thank you. He definitely yeah he definitely has that appeal to Appreciate the it. casual observer. Yeah, yes. The casual observer. I yeah, Smile no, on. they're they're great. They're great players.
1: I appreciate it. you didn't have to go there uh, during this live <laughs> interview, but I'm fine with it. John Conlon, our soccer insider, joining us uh, here on the huge show. Four hundred ninety-seven million followers. See, we get to this worldwide level, and I said that earlier. That you know, when we talk about Ronaldo with four hundred ninety-seven million followers, or Messi with three hundred seventy-three million, Neymar with one hundred eighty-two million. The American sports fan, I get we're locked in on you know the Tiger, Jordan levels. I understand that. Uh, but the worldwide appeal of Messi and Ronaldo, and even Neymar to a point, but I'll go with uh, Messi and Ronaldo, is beyond anything we've ever seen in sports. I know Tiger Woods might be in that conversation, but the game of golf doesn't transcend everywhere. It doesn't matter your income level, you're in the inner city, you're on a farm, you're... Uh, in a big city, but think about the worldwide power of Messi and Ronaldo.
2: Yeah, you know what I love about that is, you know, I teach elementary, and for literally the last 15 years, uh, Messi and Ronaldo jerseys have been all over the school I've taught, and that's the first first international players I've seen that with. So that just shows you how big a name they are even here in the U.S.,
1: well, and you watch a lot of kids grab their number. Uh, when you're looking at team jersey numbers, you know, being a coach at the high school level, the youth club level, your kids, they all they all want. I think if if I'm wrong, is it 4 and 7? Is that correct? I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh well,
2: I, you know, I'm pretty sure Messi's wearing He Messi wears 10 internationally and he wore 10 for Barcelona.
1: Right. I think it's 10 yeah, and no. 7. Right
2: and those are in ten and ten and seven. A lot of people don't know this, but there's a numbering system in soccer. Uh, Ten tends to be like the attacking mid, uh, and that's it it tends the number that you know Pele wore. Seven is what David Beckham wore for a lot of his career. Like those are really popular numbers already, and now they've just become solidified as the number that everybody wants. Uh, I don't think those are going to be retired or anything like you know ninety nine was for Gretzky, but you know, yeah, every little kid wants to wear 10 or seven. And by the way, every, every young soccer fan in the U S is either a messy fan or a Ronaldo fan. And they refuse to admit for the most part that the other one's better. And I find that, um, it's kind of like the LeBron Jordan comparison. Like it's, it's an interesting argument to me. I don't quite agree that they're both the same, but, uh, I, you know, kids are very, pa- like my own sons are very passionate about which one they like. So,
1: I I love it. Yeah, my son, usually it was a go-to 7 or 10, and then a 4, because 7 and 10 would always be popular with uh, Messi and Ronaldo, and then he would uh, navigate or get to number 4 somehow. So, yeah, I agree with you with the kids wearing it, and you just look at the worldwide uh, popularity of Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, John Conlon talking soccer. We'll have one final short segment with you coming up. Johnny, stick around, Okay.
2: Yeah, hey, one other thing too. Western Michigan's in the NCAA tournament today for soccer. Just wanted to point that out, Chad Wiseman. Did they, they win the
1: Mac it. they they won the Mac Conference uh, tournament, right? Yeah, they won uh they beat Akron, which is one of the top 5 programs in the
2: country. is a huge win for Western Michigan. Chad Wiseman's a close friend of mine. Uh that's a big deal and then obviously they're in the NCAA tournament today, so it's uh, it's online on ESPN
1: Plus. Who are they playing? I gotta look. To be honest with you,
2: I'll be totally honest. Since the MAC championship last weekend, I have not looked at anything other than the World Cup stuff. Uh, but it's got to be a regional opponent. Um, I I think it's Kentucky, but I have not looked. I'm going to watch the game later tonight. Um, I'm just excited that they're they're in the NCAA tournament. That's a huge deal.
1: All right, good uh, go Broncos, who also beat Central last night. Looked like they were in a borderline blizzard in Mount Pleasant. They came back to uh, win that game. <laughs> Uh, I Mount pleasant. All right, Johnny, we'll have one final segment on the World Cup. Stick around, okay? Sounds good. All right, John Conlon checking in on the Meyer guest line. As always, if you have a soccer question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is HUGE.
1: It's time to go in the huddle top
0: It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement, because it's a new day for winning, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Week 11 of the college football season is in the books, and the latest edition of the college football playoff rankings saw no movement in the top five, with Georgia at one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, and Tennessee. LSU and USC check in at numbers six and seven. LSU has already sealed their SEC title game berth, against. Georgia, and the 9-1 Trojans, the highest ranked Pac-12 team, have an opportunity to clinch a berth to their conference title game if they can win this weekend on the road at UCLA on Saturday. Those two teams are absolutely on the radar as we approach the finish line. And then there's Tennessee, who could become the fifth team in the playoff era to reach the Final Four without even winning their conference title game. All in all, one of the best, most wide-open seasons in college football to date is an absolute mess. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC, Beer, St. Louis, Missouri
2: for your money this week at
0: Meyer. No matter what you need, save with deals like 10% off General Merchandise Apparel and Shoes with Embergs, 50% off Select Ophelia Row Women's Tops and Pants. And 20% off Board Games and Puzzles. Plus, start decorating for the holidays with Buy One, Get One
2: 50% off Indoor Holiday Decor or Stockings. And you'll always pay the same low
0: Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meijer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
1: The HUGE Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we broadcast from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. One final segment with our soccer insider, John Conlin on the upcoming World Cup in Qatar. So, John, if I go through the groups, tell me the two you think that will advance from each group. You ready? Yeah, no problem. Uh, group A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands, what two advance? Netherlands first, Senegal second. Group B, England, the U.S., Iran, and Wales.
2: England first, U.S. second.
1: Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland.
2: I'm going Argentina, Mexico. Um, yeah, that's a tough one, though. I mean, the Poland-Mexico game.
1: Group D, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia.
2: Uh, France and
1: Denmark. France won Denmark, too. Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan, the group of death. You know, I'm a German fan, but I'll go Spain,
2: one, uh, Germany, two.
1: Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia.
2: Uh, I got it. Uh, that's a tough one at the top, but I'll go Belgium, one, Croatia, two.
1: Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon.
2: Uh, I'm going Brazil and then Serbia uh, is kind of my shocker team to get through at number two.
1: Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea.
2: Portugal definitely at the top. Most people are picking Uruguay, but I I like this Ghana team. They're young, they're athletic, they're kind of the next great African team. So I'm going to go Portugal-Ghana.
1: Who's your final four, and who makes it to the World Cup final?
2: Um, yeah, so the final to me, well, I definitely have uh, Argentina and Brazil on one side, and then I've got France and Portugal on the other side, um, and I think the final is Brazil-France, and you, those are the two most talented top-to-bottom teams in the world. They're the deepest, um, and you have a great you know, European nation that's a power versus a great South American nation. So, I think Brazil beats France in the final. It's, it's been too long. 2002 being their last World Cup they've won. Uh, so, I, I'm putting my money on Brazil for this World Cup.
1: And you have the U.S. going out in the round of 16?
2: Yeah, losing to the Netherlands. I mean, I is that is that the round of 16? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it right would on. be. It'd be it would be the two events, and yeah, and then the round of 16.
2: Yep. Yeah, by the way, Western Michigan plays
0: Louisville. I looked it up. I thought Kentucky. But it's Louisville.
1: Superfly just looked it up, too, and said Louisville. He was in on it. The Broncos, <laughs> they're on a mission to win the NCAA championship. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so.
2: Why not, right? That'd be I don't know if Western's ever won an NCAA championship in any sport, but why not?
1: I also want to give a shout-out to Western Michigan University women's soccer, Lewis Robinson, who... Uh, had coached my daughter Ava for a while. He was named last summer their new head women's soccer coach in Kalamazoo at Western.
2: Yeah, Lou's going to do a great job. It'll take a couple years to get him where he needs him to be, but like Chad, he'll have them at the top of the mat Well, they're not in the MAC actually. Actually, the girls aren't, but the boys actually left the MAC. Um, but I'm at the top of the league here this, this next year and the next two years, and only a matter of time before he's uh, in the NCAA tournament with the Western women, too.
1: Also, John, uh, I know you're a proud papa. Want to give some love to your sophomore in high school son, Brody Conlon, who was named to the Olympic Developmental Midwest team. So that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually on my way to the airport to get him right now. He's uh, flying back from Florida and um, I know that he probably would do a better job in this interview than I do because he and his brother know every single player in the world, uh, and they think every prediction I make is completely wrong. So, no. I, I guess that's what I know that's that feeling.
1: <laughs> I know that feeling, and it's not only from my kids; it's from every listener <laughs> of the Huge Show.
2: <laughs> hey, I did want to give you a shout out. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, nationwide radio guys are are covering the World Cup, but you've done it longer than anybody i know and you know for those people who hate soccer soccer's here to stay it's a matter of time before it's going to be in the top you know three in our country with football and basketball so i i appreciate everything you've done to support the game and hopefully people fall in love with it watching this world cup that's that's definitely what i'd love to see
1: yeah u.s and wales on monday a lot of the u.s times are at 2 p.m it's the Latest they could get because of the time difference on the other side of the world in Qatar and that England-U.S. game Thanksgiving weekend 2 p.m. on the day before Michigan-Ohio State. Johnny, uh, give Brody my best, tell him congrats, and we'll talk soon. We'll check in uh, probably Monday uh, after the U.S.-Wales matchup in the World Cup.
2: Yeah, hopefully we're in a good mood. Big game for the U.S., but thanks,
1: huge. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, John Conlon, one of the great high school soccer coaches in America and one of our soccer insiders, along with the entire Baroni family, will get their thoughts on the World Cup next week. And I do take a lot of pride, even before my kids played soccer, that I could kind of see this sport coming. MLS is growing, there is a lot of interest, so enjoy it. Uh, there are there are fabulous big names, you know, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, and also great teams. And if you can't cheer on the U.S., you have issues. If you can't cheer for the Americans in a lot of sports, you have issues. John, I got to run. Go pick up brother. All right, sounds good. All right, thank you. I actually forgot to let him go. I didn't know he was still there. He surprised me. I'm like, boom, what? It's still Johnny Conlon. We do have one final segment straight ahead. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge.
0: Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday Pro Football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to twenty five dollars back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log onto your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday Pro Football game. And if your bet misses. You'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawalable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.
1: Imagine this winning
2: big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash every Saturday in November. Each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold,
0: hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete
1: rules and details.